0: Sangin Podcast would like to appreciate everyone who has listened and watched our episode. On behalf of the podcast, we would like to encourage everyone one of you to follow and subscribe to us using whichever medium you choose to listen to us. This increases our outreach and makes us bring bigger and better guests for amazing stories. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an amazing episode of the sign podcast today our guest is miss emilia bywaters who is the founder and host of the daily nuggets show as well as many other things that she'll share with us um miss emilia you're welcome to the podcast thank you so much okay um first things first um how would you introduce yourself for someone who does not know you
1: i will just say i'm emilia bywaters and uh I'm a high school math teacher okay. and the founder of Daily Nuggets.
0: Yeah. Um. So, how long have you been in China? If someone is to ask.
1: I moved to China in 2015. Yes, I moved from Houston, Texas, in 2015. So it's been wow. a long time, but I don't speak a word of Chinese. So don't go Chinese on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Um so let's talk about the daily nuggets show um i've seen your work recently it's more of motivational you know live lessons life teachings giving us the truth about life um which is nice um so if i'm kindly asked um what are the inspiration behind starting it
1: daily nuggets sort of began by accident but when I really, really look at it deep down, it's not really an accident in the, same, in the sense that throughout my life, I'm always the kind of person that wants to inspire someone, the kind of person that always looks at the positive side of people. So one day, I teach at a Christian school. One day the devo- during the devotion, um, the leader of that devotion that day said something like this. Turn your pains into gains. Turn your scars into stars. I really like that. So I took my cell phone, went in my classroom, just video myself, and just said, welcome. Uh, Hello, everyone from around the world. My name is Amelia, and this is Daily Nuggets. Today's nugget is turn your scars into stars, blah, blah, blah. And that's how Daily Nuggets began. Why the word nugget? Uh, one of my friends, Mary from, the, uh, from Trinidad, she's a diplomat here in Beijing. She, as I always gave people advice, she would ask me, oh, you're doing your nuggets again? So I was like, what's nugget? Uh, this is before I even videotaped that first video. So when I heard the word nugget, and then she explained to me, That nuggets is not really a long version of advice, but it's just like a tiny bit, yeah. So that's where the word nugget came from.
0: Okay, um. So basically, it started. You always had this intuition to help others, and it started from that someone. The someone like ignited your spirit to start.
1: Yes, but like I said, it's been part of me. When I even look at my Facebook even 20 years before. There I was writing quotes that I've made myself just to inspire someone. My entire life has been about inspiring others, just like my mother was doing in my village back in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Everyone wanted to be around her because she always tried to give advice to people and inspire people positively
0: okay okay um what according to you has is is the core life inspiration message today nuggets like your top three that people have really absorbed and taken at heart
1: self-confidence i would say Uh, that's the number one when i spoke about self-confidence even some of my friends were asking me wow emilia how is it that you say you're a shy person and you really don't really have that self-confidence and you have to like push it. I think everyone identified with that, with the self-confidence because I just put myself out there and people, they were asking me, but you sing in the choir and when you come out and sing, you portray this confidence. But then I... As I spoke one-on-one with some of them, I actually revealed to them that before I even get on stage, I have stage fright. I have like this, uh, my adrenaline pumping and my heart beating, boom, boom, boom. And then I, after the program, whenever the video is done, I don't even go back and look at it because of that lack of self confidence so people were like wow that's my number one um, do you want another one or is that enough <laughs>
0: yeah 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 I, I want like three you've covered one okay. so two more
1: okay there's another one that I did on people that are have like narcissistic tendency people that lack empathy and unfortunately <laughs> Some of my friends were kind of like offended. They're like, well, Amelia, were you talking about me? Am I the one that lacks empathy? I said, no, 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 no. In fact, speaking of that, this month of July, my episodes are going to be on uh, toxic relationships. And narcissism is one of those toxic relationships. But I hope that I'm not going to attack people personally. (laughs) and that's not my intention yeah so when I did the episode on empathy or lack of empathy that one really hit a lot of people and a lot of nerve yeah and the other one was definitely my very first one about turning the scars into stars I had my students speaking of students my students are my number one fans when I made the very first video on turning your scars into stars. All around the school, students encouraged me. They would say, "Miss Bowaters, that was great. You need to do some more. And so what happened was, students will be going to school in the morning. Some of them will tell their parents, can you turn on to Daily Nuggets? We want to watch Daily Nuggets in the hallway. I would have students come up to me and say, turn your scars into... They would just like recite what the episode of Daily Nuggets was. And that was one of the ones that students remember the most. My number one fans, my students. Wow, wow,
0: wow. Wow! So I want to ask, is your message general or a specific um, group of people? Maybe this you're talking to the men, you're talking to the women, talking to this age group, or you try to make your message as general as possible.
1: I try to make my messages as general as possible, but on the during the month of May, the month of the mother, I focus those on mothers, and then during the month of June, because we celebrate Father's Day, I focus those on the father. But I have to be very honest. It looks like during May, I had all these tons of things that I want to talk about mothers. But then I really don't do the same good service in June for fathers. Like this June, I found myself going off a tangent, talking about things in general. I like to reach the general population. My youngest fan is two years old, two years old in my church. <laughs> when that little boy sees me, he runs up to me and he says, Nuggets." because their parents at home watch Daily Nuggets. I had a sixth grader who once told me at school, Miss Bowaters, my father watches Daily Nuggets. I was like, how do you know? I hear your voice in, in the bedroom. They play in your Daily Nuggets every evening. I was like, wow. And this man is a doctor. So that was like, I was so impressed. Wow, so basically wow, wow. I, reach, um, I try to reach everyone i try to reach children adults divorced married anyone yeah because i feel that <laughs> all of us can learn from each other yeah
0: mm, that's nice um so does someone ask us because um someone may see that maybe do you how do you how do you get these messages is it most from your life experiences or from what you watch Or maybe you do research about it. How do you get these messages like the stuff to tell people about?
1: My number one fans, once again, my students, (laughs) one day, some of them say, Hey, one of them started, and then a bunch of them just started adding to that. Hey, why don't you do like a theme or something? I was like, Yeah, I can do that. So that's why, like, for example, in July, I'm going to focus. On those uh, toxic relationships, and then like one uh, during February, I can focus on the on love. What is love? How do you show love to someone? Is it acceptable to receive gifts from someone that you love? Things like that. Yeah. So nowadays, I try to go towards themes, but every once in a while, if something really touches me. Or if it's my life experience, for example, uh, about two months ago, I went on a trip with uh, two friends. We went all the way up to the mountains. When I got to the top of the mountains, and I just started talking about relationships, you know, and how friendship is important, how we need to uh, rely on each other. Because even when you get to the top of the mountains... That's not the end of the world. You still need your friends, blah, blah, blah. I went on. So when I get inspired, and sometimes I even do funny things because there's a silly side of me. I'm a a teacher, so definitely there's a silly side of me, just like my students. One day I left the house with house shoes on my way to church. I got down to the bottom of the building. I looked at my shoes. My feet were feeling real funny. And I looked at my feet. I'm like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" Oh, I have house shoes on. So I just made a little he- episode on how how I started going to church with house shoes. That episode must have had like, I believe, three thousand viewers.
0: <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, I'm really, I'm really curious to you know about what because it's nice when you, especially when you're down and depressed and you're looking for answers on the internet. Some of them not really try to reflect what you're going through so when you have that specific outlet where you can get a message that can relate to you it really helps um i also want to so do you do you have like a team with you or it's basically your work your input as medium?
1: okay so um i know a young lady by the name of brownie i've known her for over five years when she was here as a student so i have a a team of uh, brownie and omak they were both in china but omak moved back to nigeria delta state and brownie moved uh, to zambia what the two of them do is they edit my videos and i write the quotes the inspirational quotes they edit those and then they put them on uh, youtube uh, Facebook, you know, the social medias. Yeah. So, so I, I just don't have the time. The only social media I, I usually focus on is WeChat channel. Yeah. But all the rest, my little team. And then recently, um, ha- I met a friend from South Africa. And uh, his name is Carl. And he has been working on my website.
0: Yes, I, I did, by the way, check your website because I saw you, you kind of have... It. Oh. Okay, uh my next question would be um I was saying um what has been your high point or your success so far at your work at Daily Nuggets? Um that point where you feel like your message is creating an impact to society?
1: You know, I um I receive messages from people asking for help in their own personal lives, and then even close friends that will come up to me asking me for advice. And all this time, I have just looked at myself as just a high school math teacher. Yes, I did give my students advice, but I never really thought that this Daily Nuggets was really touching the community until I would get messages on WeChat, messages on on uh, Facebook message asking me, what should I do in this situation? I was like, yes, I am making an impact. One day I received a message from a Chinese lady who spoke English and she was asking me questions about relationship regarding a young uh, Chinese lady that was going out with the Nigerian guy and So there I was, she was relying on me to give her these answers to how to proceed. And the most recent one in my own family, one of my relatives two weeks ago, wanted to end his life. But here I am, I'm in China. We have 100 people in America But this particular relative reached out to me when he was ready to take his last breath. And he said he knew that I would be able, I was the one that would be able to help him and bring him out of the dark. I was just like, oh my God, I just saved a life. I saved a life. So that to me means more than any amount of money that anybody can ever give me duly, doing daily nuggets, touching people's lives.
0: Oh, wow, it's really amazing if you have the ability to to save lives even through your work. I highly commend you for that. That's nice. That's amazing. Um, So someone's want to ask, as you earlier alluded to, there's that issue of mental health, depression, suicide, drugs and all that that's happening among the youth. Um, What, in your view, is can we solve this thing that's affecting our society nowadays so much? How can we solve it, the mental health struggles that you're all going through?
1: Communication. That communication means us being the first one to make the move to reach out and touch someone. Like Diana Ross's song says, reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this a better place for you and me. You know, even I just spoke to you about my relative that tried to to end his life. As he explained to me, he said, you know what? I am very lonely. I feel alone. I feel abandoned. Christmas time comes, nobody ever checks on me. Nobody pays attention to me. And loneliness in itself, is killing more people than we realize. Because when that person is lonely, all kinds of different thoughts come to their mind, and then they wanna get refuge through the drugs, through the alcohol, just drown themselves in their misery. But if we make the first move, not wait, not wait for the young people to reach us, even our generation, just pick up the phone. I know like in Africa, especially, Older ones, they think all the young ones should go to them all the time. That's not right. Every single one of us. We need to make a constant an effort every week to at least reach out to two people you haven't spoken to in a long time, and they can be friends, they can be relatives. Just go on social media even. How are you? How are you doing? I have an American friend, in fact who has been having kidney problems. But if I didn't reach out to that friend, I would have never known. So we can solve half of our youth problems, half of our drug problems through communication, through making a personal commitment to reach out and touch
0: someone. Um, You've highlighted communication. And when it comes to mental health, there was another aspect that is people are, are bringing up, and that's social media. And social media okay. does help with communication. But some will say social media worsens mental our mental state, our mental health. Um, do you think social media can be used to tackle mental health in a positive way, rather than all this criticism that's happening about it?
1: Okay, social media can be artificial sometimes. So when you are reaching out, doing the first step of reaching out, when you happen to speak to that person, even if you reach out to them through social media, which might help them a little bit, but then through the communication, you need to communicate and encourage that person to get professional help. Like for example, um, in the case of my relative that tried to kill themselves yes we communicated through social media yes it uh, it, it's we stop the bleeding we stop that but that's not going to solve the entire inner mental health problem that this young man may be suffering from so it would take an extra step the out, the communication will be your foundation and then after that it's like building a house the house does not stop with the foundation. You have, to, you have to continue, put the walls, then put the roof and put the, everything else. So getting professional mental health help is those are part of building this house, of trying to help our youth to overcome their mental health issues. Now, I was joking with a friend the other day. I said, in, Amer- in America, we have so many psychiatrists. But then when I look at my homeland of Congo, I can't even remember 10 psychiatrists in the entire city. But it's okay. For mental health, for Africa, we can do it our African way, which means talking to your uncles, your aunt, your parents, even if there's no... Me- and then also bringing that religious the uh, spiritual part of it a lot of africans youth are religious so they can go the religion the church way in trying to deal with some of these mental health issues because a lot of the pastors are actually counselors as well
0: yeah in, yeah basically they're more the more counselors um so there was that, that thing if you want someone to share like open up Speaking maybe on my perspective and people probably who share my my point of view is that sometimes we feel not so open, or we feel maybe stigmatized when I mean, we shall talk, this uh, shall see us in this way, this way, see us in this way. And we don't have that, maybe, maybe apart from our parents or our siblings, or even them, you can exclude them from that list. We don't have that one personal group of people who we can free, totally be free with. And those that we're free with, be it our peers, may probably not have that enough advice to guide us. So we live in that lost jumbo of how to open communicate. How would you address that?
1: Communication does not mean necessarily that you have to be opening your mouth and talking. Let me give you a quick example. This week, I went out to dinner with a Chinese friend this Chinese friend is someone that people just look down. You know, they just like, don't pay attention to him. One day, there was another guy who said he's garbage. And no, he, he used the word rubbish. But I took my time and I went to dinner with this guy. As a friend, of course. The key word here is time make the time and then the communication will come where the other person will open up. Because when you make the time, the two of you can just sit there and not even say a word. But when that person knows you care, you made the time, that person will speak up. You see all these people that will make fun of this Chinese friend that call him a rubbish. I learned so much from that young man yesterday. I actually learned yesterday that this young man knew more connection when it comes to business, knew more connection when it comes to people, to people relationship in the different embassies even, than even those people that were making fun of them. Was I ever going to learn that? Never, if I didn't make the time. Because this young man, He never speaks. He never really talks to anybody. He goes to many social events, but you'll see him right there in his own corner, very quietly, just staring at the people. But I made the time. I invested the time. And this young man revealed a very, very, very important project that he wants to work on between America and China, and he wants me to be part of it. Was that young man going to open his mouth? Never. Yes, what he opened his mouth on was about business, but he also got personal, almost to the point of tears, when he opened his mouth and told me, people call me rubbish. I I acted like I've never heard of it, because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. But it's true, people call him rubbish. The kind of person I am, I give value to anyone. That's what my parents instill in me. You value every person. And when you value people, you will give people the time of the day. And when you give people the time of the day, even your most quiet people will realize that you care they are going to open up and they are going to reveal what is hurting them. All you have to do is be there and make the time. And that conversation will happen.
0: Wow. Nice, nice. Um, But does that come with a special understanding of human psychology? I don't think everyone can be that understanding.
1: That's true. That's true. Speaking of psychology, <laughs> when I was going to school in my yeah. undergrad, I actually never knew what I wanted to do. Meaning, yes, I was good in math in science. I was a chemistry and biology major before I became a math and French, but I wanted to do everything in college. I was taking so many psychology classes. I wanted to like, I said, can I also major in psychology? I would talk to my counselor, my counselor was like, Emilia, you cannot do everything. And I was, I was like, can I also do music? I was in all the choirs (laughs) that the the university had. So my point was that I studied a lot of psychology because I wanted to be a counselor. Um, Yeah, first I wanted to be a medical doctor, but that dream went away. And then I wanted to be a counselor. And yeah, so there's a lot of psychology in my head that I studied in school.
0: Yeah, that was my point. (laughs) okay okay um my next question would be um judging by your experiences when you meet people or your work um what would be the advice you give the African youth
1: the advice that I always give people is regardless of how high you climb in your social ladder never underestimate anyone Always value everyone, even the beggar on the streets, because you don't know what that beggar on the street will be tomorrow. You know, when I was in America, my house was full of my nephews and nieces. I used to give them that same advice. Always value people. My late sister, Yvonne Bywaters, who took all of us to America, she would go even in her school. I would watch her. She would talk to the janitor. She would talk to the person mopping her floor, her classroom. She would be friends with them. When we would go to Congo, she would bring a little gift for the janitor. So giving value to every single person. That's my advice. Value everyone. Those nieces, those nephews that I took care of when I was little, that I always advise to always value people. Today, a lot of them are so popular. One of my nieces is in the media in Congo. She comes to uh, Beijing. She comes to China, and she and I will go to Guangzhou, and we will do our... uh, She will do her shopping and take all her belongings to America when she buys them. And this lady is probably the most popular person in our family, but here I am. I value her. When she was 12 years old and she had nothing, she was crying in the Congo. She would call me, Mama Leke, what am I gonna do? I can't be here in Congo forever. I gave in all my energy and got that l- young girl to America. It took another 10 years At 22, I managed to get her to America. And here she is today. And just like the same advice I gave her, she is so popular in Congo. She can interview people in the government. She can interview all the movie stars. I remember in 2018, when I went back to to Texas, she had an award ceremony where she was giving awards to all these top comedians in the, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, and there I was right there with her. In fact, we even had a chance to make a short little movie because those people, they make movies too. So there I was making movies with these movie stars of Congo through my niece, the one that I always instill the concept of always value people. She remember how I valued her when she was a nobody. And now she is a somebody. She's there for me too. The other day she wrote to me, she said, Auntie, when you are ready to go to Congo and open a daily nuggets uh, branch over there, let me know and we'll go. If you want to go in December or January, let's go. So there I will be in Congo, doing daily nuggets through my niece because I valued her. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Nice, nice. You should also do it in my country, Uganda. In oh, no in
1: problem. No problem. Yeah, sure. I will come to Uganda and open a branch. And yeah. if I do, ho- hopefully you would be part of it.
0: Definitely, definitely. I'm in already. <laughs> Yay. I'm in, I'm in. Because I believe the challenges of the youth are in general there's no major major difference it's basically the same and if your message can cut across then i guess we shouldn't leave out anybody so that's my take um my last question to you would be um what makes you a proud african and tell us about tiara congo since you're the first congolese guest i have on my podcast <laughs> Yeah, you're the first. So. <laughs> you
1: know, I um, when I left Congo, I was 16 years old, and then I went to America before you were born.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So today I'm 62.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And. I joke with people, I tell them that my blood is still African. What does that mean? I am a proud African. You see, I just won the award at the pride of Africa. Daily Nuggets just won as a community organization of the year. As a proud African, I take the quality in Africa of us helping each other in the sense of I can have my house, can have 20 20 relatives, (laughs) even some that are over 30 years old. Because in Africa, we believe in taking care of each other. That's in my blood. When I was working in America, I was paying rent for my family in, in Congo for over 30 years. Since I came to China, I don't make as much as I used to make in America, but that's another story. But so the part of Africa that makes me so proud is the fact that our older people even, how our, our grand, grandparents, grandma, grandpa can be right there in the home with us. We don't put them in a the nursing home like we do in America. So that's the proud part of Africa that I that makes me so proud to be to be an African person, to be able to when 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 my relative calls me, and if I have the money, I can say, okay, I will send you the $20 so you can eat. What I notice with the American system is a little more like selfish. It's about me, 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 me. My immediate family, when you're 80 years old, your children put you in the nursing home. And yeah, I'm not saying that America is bad, but I'm just making that quick comparison to emphasize the part on taking care of family members, taking care of each other. And that's the part that makes me proud to be a Congolese. Congo, my homeland of Congo. Congo, I love Congo so much. I want my villages in Congo to have electricity. My native village of Mikui does not have any electricity. It did not have electricity 50 years old, 50 years ago. It doesn't have electricity now. And I want to do something about that. I really want these solar panel things. I was looking on WeChat just today. This lady said, We can sell uh, fans that work with solar power. I'm like, Oh my God, we can sell lamps that work with solar. I just took her uh, WeChat. And she asked me, do I want to order something? I said, not today. But when I'm ready, I have my village in my mind. When I'm ready, I want to go there and take this solar equipment that would work and give lights to my village. I was proud to be born. I am proud to be born in an African village, in a Congolese village. I miss my village, my village life
0: wow wow that's nice that's nice that's nice you know um you talked to our first just talk on two issues you spoke about the issue of we having our elders in our midst that's something very important because we still need them around for guidance and something something which i found kind of ironic here in china is that in china it's the elderly that look after the children the toddlers and it's almost like the same in Africa. If if your if the working class children go, they send maybe their they, they send maybe their offspring to the to their parents who are in the village to look after. But in the Western world, it's more of the other way around. They just send you to the nursing home. It's like you are forgotten, you die there in loneliness, uh, which I feel like is not right. And you highlighted on that um the second thing is about congo um as uganda uganda is near congo so we share sort of a history sort of and uh, i think for us congolese the greatest thing that when it comes to congo that comes to our mind is Patricio lumumba you know and his works and all his pan-african ideas and how unfortunate he, he met his demise and you being the first Congolese kind of makes me happy meeting someone from Fatis Mumba's country so just wanted to say those
1: thank you